Welcome to the Awakening Podcast Network. Get ready for an inspiring audio from this cutting-edge voice. You can find more podcasts at awakeningpodcasts.com. You want to go deeper? Get equipped to overcome and walk in God's purpose for your life at Awakening House of Prayer's online campus. You'll experience an online family, preaching, teaching, and prophetic impartation for victorious living. We have over a thousand members online hungry for what God is saying and doing in the earth. Visit ahop.online today and join our family. AHOP TV empowers believers with spirit-inspired messages and strategic equipping that accelerates your spiritual growth. You can subscribe to stream weekly content from Awakening House of Prayer, conferences, and other exclusive content to stir your hunger and encourage your heart. Visit us online at ahop.tv. Well, let's do a theme verse like we normally do. It's found from 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 14, verses 4 through 6. Now, there are a variety. Now, did you hear that word? I like it. It doesn't say there is a uniformity. There is a variety of gifts, but the same spirit. And there are varieties of ministries and the same Lord. There are varieties of effects. But the same God who works all things in special people. That isn't what it says. But that is what we often believe, isn't it? But what it says is this. Who works all things in all persons. That's you. But to each one is given the manifestation of the Spirit for the common good. Wow. I love this word varieties. There's different ways, obviously, of expressing that same English phrase. It could be diversities. But it is a lack of uniformity, and there is a great diversity and distinction and varieties. Now, listen to this. I'm just going to rehearse it for you again in a little teaching moment. There are diversities of gifts, that is, the kairos, the, 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 the charis, the charismata, the, the grace of the Holy Spirit. The gifts of the Holy Spirit are grace packages that are given. Now there are a variety of these grace packages, but they're from the same Holy Spirit. There are also diversities of ministries. So there is gifts. Then it says something else. There's ministries. A ministry is then someone operating in a consistent realm in a particular cluster of gifts. And there are a variety of ministries, but now listen to what it says. And the same Lord. In these, this passage of 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 4 to 16, we are going to have a look into the Godhead, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. There is a variety of gifts of the same Holy Spirit. There is a distinction of ministries and the same Lord Jesus Christ. 
And there are varieties of effects. That word is energizings. That is how the Holy Spirit empowers a person distinctly because he doesn't energize and power with the same effects through each person the same time, the same way. Oh, my. That's light bulbs go on if they would. If we can get this, because there's no copycats. No, there's not. There is principles of the Spirit, but one will say, be healed, and another will have five-stage healing model, and they both can be of the same Holy Spirit, the same Lord, and and varieties of energizings, empowerings, effects, but the same God, that's a reference to the Father, who works all things and all persons. Don't you love the the just absolute detail of the Word of God? Well, this is, I'm, t- I'm sharing with you today, is on seeing in the Spirit. Well, I've got my whole book I've written on the seer, but at the moment I feel like putting away my book and just kind of talking it to you. What is seeing in the Spirit? It is a realm of the seer gift. Now, the seer phrase is not used in the New Testament. It's not? Oh, it's used in the Old Testament. We covered that in some of the earlier podcasts. But the word seer, technically, is not used in the New Testament. But the word prophet is. And the word prophet is to be a mouthpiece in behalf of a superior. It's to be a spokesman. That superior is God. And we are to be a mouthpiece. But there is a gift of the Holy Spirit called discernings of spirits. I believe that that could be where the seer realm of the Holy Spirit of the Old Testament brings on language into the new. Discernings of spirits. I also wrote the book Releasing Spiritual Gifts Today, and I also wrote a new book I trust will become a modern classic called The Discerner. But so distinguishing of spirits, it means to perceive, distinguish, or differentiate different categories of spirits. So there's more than one category. There is the Holy Spirit, there's the demonic spirit, there's the angelic spirit, and then there's the human spirit. And in this gift of discernings, which is to perceive, to see, to distinguish, and to differentiate the different categories of spirits, one might see, one might hear, one might feel, one might know. But I know that the seer prophets operate in the gift of discernings of spirits. That's why these seer prophets tend to be those, it's not isolated to them, but they sometimes specialize in discerning angelic visitations because they perceive it, they feel it, they know it, they see it. In the Old Testament, we have the illustration from Second Kings. And there we have the prophet of God who sees and sees this whole angelic encampment. And then we have the servant, and he doesn't see a thing. And what happens? The anointed one, gifted one, the prophet, prays for the one who can't see, and then the one who couldn't see saw. Oh, my goodness. So we could say one was a sovereign gift, 
And one was by impartation of creating a culture of expectation where the seer realm was available to whosoever. How about servants? Servants of the Lord, for sure. You can find this in 2 Kings chapter 6. And it's just incredible. It's amazing. I just, I love the Bible, don't you? And so it goes like this. 2 Kings chapter 6 verse 15. Now when the attendant of the man of God had risen early and gone out, behold, an army with horses and chariots were circling the city. And his servant said to him, Alas, my master, what shall we do? Because he's being motivated by fear because he's only looking in the natural realm. And so he answered and said, Do not fear, for those who are with us are more than those who are with them. Verse 17. Then the prophet Elisha, who received the double mantle, of his father in the faith, Elijah. Then Elisha prayed and said, I am now going to pray a very long, lengthy prayer, and it's going to be so boring, and it's just going to, it's going to be so far over your head, you're not going to be able to comprehend it. Not. Listen to this short prayer. Then Elisha prayed and said, Oh Lord, I pray, open his eyes that he may see. And the Lord opened the servant's eyes and he saw. And behold, the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire all round about them. Come on. That's the way seeing in the spirit works. God does set those in the church. Apostles and prophets, evangelists and pastors and teachers. But what's their job? To get you to do what they do. To equip the saints to do the work of ministry. So what's the job partially of a prophet? Give away what they've been, what they've received. Did you know that sometimes too many people try to like just have their own ministry and they don't realize that if they're really a fivefold ministry person, office gift, that what they really are called to is not building their own ministry, but helping other people build theirs. <gasps> okay. That said a lot. Let's keep moving on. <laughs> I love this. Don't you? Well, so you see, there's a diversity. And I believe that uh, the examples throughout the Old Testament, they carry over into the New for sure. Angels, demonic spirits being manifested, and seeing, sensing, distinguishing, perceiving, seeing in the Spirit. By the way, Jesus said that he only did those things which he saw his father do want to be like jesus then learn to spend time with the father folks if i have a key this is it jesus saw because he spent time with his father and his father showed secrets to his son You, if you know Jesus, are a son or a daughter of the king. And if you will go spend time with our, your father, I guarantee you, he will show you things that are yet to come. He will speak because why? It's the very nature of God. God loves to share his secrets with his friends. 
you know, you don't share your secrets with everybody because some people don't know how to hold a secret. By the way, I'm holding some secrets right now. <laughs> I am. I'm holding some secrets, and I'm not telling what my secrets are. That doesn't build trust, does it? Nope. Trust is built when you can hold a promise and wait for the proper time and way to release the secret. Release the secret weapon. (laughs) Well, that's from an old movie, isn't it? Some of you know. Well, anyway, now let me give you a practical illustration that I've used for years. How do you see in the spirit? We are the temple of God. We are a house. And in every house, there's windows and doors. We are the temple of the living God. And if you are born again, Jesus lives inside of you. And so Jesus lives inside of his house. And inside the house, there's windows and doors. And by the way, the book of Proverbs and other places called the eye, the organ, the eye, the E. Y-E, the eye. The eye is a window. Did you hear that? The eye is a window of the soul. So just work with me. I'm going to give you a parable illustration. Jesus lives in his house, which is you and me. Jesus wants to look out his windows. So he rises up. And he peers and he comes up to the windows. Oh, but there's curtains that are blocking the view called cessationism. Because absolutely, you know, some teach that the gifts of the Spirit ceased. But that's not true. That's a wrong doctrine. And so Jesus goes up to the window inside of the house, because he lives inside the house, and he goes and he parts the curtains. Oh, but then there's blinders. And the blinders have to be open, the blinders have to be closed, or maybe you can just pull the whole thing up or take them down. And some of us tend to be blind because of wrong teaching, because of wrong doctrine, because of pain and hurt. And so we got to part the curtains of cessationism. we got to open the blinders, find the hindrances there in the way, and then we go up to the window, and guess what? Some window, old windows, are called window panes. And in some of our windows, there's pain in our windows. And so when we look out, there is pain in what we see, although there is clarity with God. And so we need to go up and clean off the dust, clean clean the pain, so there can be clear sight. Yes, God wants to heal our sight so we can see as Jesus sees. So Jesus, how does visions happen? Jesus simply, in his house, goes up to the window. He parts the curtains, opens the blinds cleans the pain, and looks. And then you can ask him to show you what he is seeing. So who's doing the seeing anyway? Is it you or Jesus, or is it a divine cooperation? I believe it's all three. 
I believe it's Jesus who sees. I believe it's Jesus who partners with us. And then I believe he teaches us to do what he does. So it's Jesus, it's us, and he imparts it to us. Well, that's a very simple presentation of seeing in the Spirit. I like to make it simple for us so that it can be obtainable. And then remember the passage that I went to in First Corinthians, excuse me, Second Kings chapter 6, and there was the prayer. Oh, Lord, I pray, open his eyes that he might see. So I'm going to pray that now for you. Would you like that? The prayer that I have prayed for ten straight years every day, ten times every day for ten years, comes from Ephesians chapter 1, verse 17 to 19. I pray that you be filled with the spirit of revelation. I pray that you be filled with the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ and put your hands on your heart right now and I pray that the eyes of your heart will be enlightened so that you might know the hope of his calling the glorious inheritance in the saints and the surpassing greatness of his power towards those who believe yes God will answer that prayer want to pray a perfect prayer pray the prayer of the Bibles. Well, that's just some simple illustrations from 1 Corinthians chapter 12 verses 4 to 6 and 2 Kings chapter 6 verses 15 to 17 and then some storytelling because Jesus lives in you. And Jesus only did what he saw his father do and he wants to help you to see in the spirit. Well, let me quickly go to some questions that have been sent to us over social media. And so somebody who's an Android robot mania, of course, that's not their name, but it is on social media. They sent in an awesome question. If I can remember it right now, are there... Let's see. I can't read my writing right now. Okay. Uh, how, how do we like, uh, are there different ways that the seer gift uh, can be more activated, be more active? Absolutely. I hope I've shared some of that with you. And, and that is pray, store up the word of God in your life. Believe that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And so Android robot mania, are there times, that's, thank you, I, are there times that the seer gift is more active? Yes, there is. There are Kairos moments of strategic appointments. I get my dreams and visions a lot by assignments. And then there is also just ways that you learn to cultivate this then in a daily life. And they might be more like mental snapshot pictures. Nonetheless, that is seeing in the spirit. But then there can be a panorama that is a Greek word for an open vision that is a moving motion picture outside of you. So there's different levels. And yes, there are different times. Don't worry. If at one point it was more profound and another season... It's not quite as profuse. I go through wet and dry seasons in God, and so will you. Here's my take on that. Wet seasons are when gifts are given. Dry seasons are when character is formed. And wet and dry seasons are both important. 
because we gain character to carry the gift. So thank you, Android Robot Mania. So there's someone named Bailey who has sent in a great question about, are there different authorities in the seer realm, in the prophetic gift? Absolutely. Again, I want to commend to you my book, The Seer. I also have written a book called The Lifestyle of a Prophet. That is probably my most comprehensive of all of my materials that I have done on the prophetic. The Lifestyle of a Prophet. Now, so, are there different levels, are there different authorities Bailey sent in, in the seer realm, or the prophetic realm, the seer realm? Because remember, seers are prophets, but not all prophets are seers. So absolutely, there is the gifts of the Spirit that we read about in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 4 to 6. But it talked about gifts, and then it said ministries, and then it said effects. So there are gifts. The gifts can be occasional. The gifts can be circumstantial. And then the gifts can become consistent. Part of that deals with faithfulness. Part of it deals with calling. Then there is another realm where it is not just a gift, but it becomes a ministry. A ministry realm is where you're walking in a consistent operation over a period of time. And you have a ministry of helps. You have a ministry of hospitalities. You have a ministry in the prophetic. I had a gift of prophecy and discerning of spirits, and then I shifted into a consistent ministry and then there is another dimension and that would come from ephesians chapter 4 verse 11 and on where it says some are given to be apostles and prophets and pastors evangelists and teachers it doesn't say all it says and some he who descended is he who ascended and he gave some as apostles prophets evangelists pastors and teachers now In the seer or prophetic realm of the gift, the gift of prophecy is for edification, exhortation, and comfort. But it does not say the gift of prophecy is for direction or correction. If you're moving in that realm in the gift of prophecy only, you are moving outside of a biblical framework. But the office of a prophet is different. It carries some governmental weight. And so there is another level of maturation and or calling and commissioning that we do not determine, but God does, that man recognizes. And so I have been set apart officially. Hey, listen, what I'm about to say, I'm not trying to build a track record with you. But I have been commissioned as a prophet with hands laid on me by senior leaders in the body of Christ. So there's different developments. So there's a gift. There's a ministry. There is, as well, the office of a prophet. And if someone is in that place, they must walk in the the ability to help others, equip others to do what they do. If they're not doing that, then I question if they're really in the office of a prophet. I would say they have a prophetic ministry. So that's a little bit of my take. I think it's pretty biblical, though. So, Bailey, I really appreciate. Are there different authorities in the seer realm? Yes, there are many levels, diversities of giftings. And guess what? We are not in competition. We value them all. Well, one more that I want to touch has come from someone, Shelmore Hart, 
and it's just endearing. It touches touches my heart. How do I keep? Uh, let's see. How do I keep the? Uh, thank you. How do I keep this going in my daughter? She sees and gives words to people. Thank you. I appreciate that because I, along with my wife, raised four kids in a prophetic culture who some started seeing young when they were young in the spirit. How do you cultivate it? Well, I'll tell you one of the things that we did. We had breakfast or lunch at the table. And my job, part of my job, I would sit at the table and I'd say, well, who had a dream last night? And one kid would raise their hands. I did would tell us the dream. Now, there might have been a little bit of competition that got kind of stirred in there, too, because one kid wanted to, you know, like, outdo the other. I don't know. I just absolutely loved it. And the next one, probably, I saw, too, and I saw a horse, and it was white, and Jesus was on the horse. Listen, what I'm saying is make it natural. So your little daughter is gifted. So are mine. Now they're grown adult women of God. But create a culture where it's not hyper, where it's natural. Because God wants us to be supernaturally natural and naturally supernatural. But also create a culture that it's holy. It's not toys to play with. It is gifts to steward. So don't make it just so playful that it's, but make it fun and make it full of life. Make it relatable. And I'll tell you another great key. Play worship music in their bedroom at night. You know, for me, yet to this day, where the prophetic seer dimension becomes enhanced, put me in worship. And I see Jesus, and I'm loving him, I'm worshiping him. Then the eyes of my heart are opened, and I start receiving heaven's input. And so, one of our kids, we would play peaceful worship instrumental music every night in their bedroom. Now, if you have a child that is a little more fragile, have a child that's extra sensitive, and might there might be some interference of even some demonic activity that tries to slip in, the key Play worship, play worship, play worship, play worship, because worship displaces darkness, and worship creates a cradle of safety for that child will rest. Because listen to this. The psalm says, God gives to his beloved even in their sleep. So what's some keys that for your daughter or for any of the children out there, that they're seeing, they're growing, they're flowing, and how do you keep it going? Worship. Make it simple. Make it a culture that's obtainable. Keep it holy and full of awe. And believe that God wants them to hear His voice. It happened for Samuel when he was a child. 
it can happen for your child too. Well, this has been delightful to be with you today in the third in a series on the seer realm. This one, seeing in the spirit. And I hope that this a little more nonchalant and less intense prophetic storyline has been helpful to you. I look forward to coming in another session to talk with you some more about diversity in the prophetic. So, this is James Gall with God Encounters Today. This has been a production of the Awakening Podcast Network. Jennifer LeClaire is the founder and owner of APN. Our heart is to inspire people and exalt Jesus with every broadcast. We're grateful for our advertisers and supporters that make these podcasts possible.